Welcome, Black Equity listeners, to another great episode of Black Equity Podcast. And on today's episode, I want to have a conversation about a topic that seems to get a lot of attention when brought up. There seems to be a uh, misunderstanding or a different perspective on what capitalism is. And so I want to read what that definition is. And then I want to have a conversation with someone who built an entire brand around capitalism. Capitalism is defined as an economic or political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather by the state. Okay. Another way to look at it is capitalism is an economic system in which private individuals or businesses own capital goods. The production of goods and services is based on supply and demand in the general market, known as a market economy, rather rather than through a central planning known as a planned economy or command economy. So many people will blame the capital the capitalists in the society for all the problems that are going on in the world. And that may be a fair point, it may not be. But I really want to dive into this topic to see what someone else's perspective is who actually built a brand around this. And so joining us on today's episode, we're going to bring on Emilio, who built an entire brand around having conversations around capital. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode. I'm DJ Motri of Black Equity Network, and welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. back for another great episode of Black Equity. And I am excited about this conversation because to me, this is uh, raising the bar on uh, the level of conversations we're having. A lot of times we're talking about financial literacy, we're talking about business, uh, but very few times do we talk about capital. And so in order to have a conversation about capital, you have to bring on someone who has built a platform around capital. And so on the line here at Black Equity is Amilo. Amilo, welcome to Black Equity. Thank you. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to, to be here with you, uh, uh, DJ. I'm, I'm excited about it, man. And uh, I love what you're doing with the Black Equity podcast. Uh, I, um, you know, I, you know, you and I had a great conversation, you know, when you explained to me what everything, you know, what it was about. And the beautiful thing about it is, you know, when you talk about, uh, uh, you know, black equity and, and all that surrounds that, as you say, you know, one of the most important things is to talk about, you know, ca- capital and capitalism, the word capitalism, you know? Yes. And um, so I'm excited about us being here to get a chance to talk about, you know, uh, you know, the thing, one of the most important things to me 
um, or the, the subjects that I think that most people need to be more informed about and, and, and aware of, and that's, you know, capitalism and free enterprise. Definitely. So before we get into the big topic at hand, yeah. I want everybody to at least know, you know, who you are, your background, where you come from. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your, your, your company. Okay, sure. So, you know, um, first let's, 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 uh, you know, talk a little bit about my name, Emilio Antonio Guevara, which mm -hmm. to some people, you know, like what, what, you know, it doesn't look like Emilio Antonio Guevara, you know, it looks like a, like a black man, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I am, you know, okay. uh, I, I often have to share with people that, you know, uh, you know, my, we are, what we, my family is what would be called Afro Latino, right? Afro Latin. And that means, um, that you know, uh, during the slave trade, you know, uh, uh, Europeans of different uh, countries brought slaves to America, depending on uh, uh, what part of the Americas they were coming to. You know, so in, in here in the United States, which is part of North America, you know, uh, the English came here, so they brought their language and they brought us here, and we adapted the English language, right? You know. Um, the same thing happened when the Spaniards uh, brought slaves to the Caribbean and to parts of Central America on the Caribbean seaside. They left um, uh, African slaves there mm. and uh, there they adapted the Spanish language, you know, right. as this, they did the same thing in Brazil. The Portuguese uh, from Portugal brought slaves to Brazil and the Brazilian Afro-Latin people there adapted the um, uh, uh, Portuguese language. So we are all over the world, you know, and uh, that's why my name is, is what it is because of the fact that my parents came from Honduras, Central America. Mm, and, um, right. And so they, they uh, 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 you know, slaves were brought there and then, you know, African slaves and, you know, we uh, adapted their language there. So I was born here in, um, in Brooklyn, New York, raised in the South Bronx, born in Brooklyn, raised in the South Bronx. I tell people that was a lateral move from ghetto to ghetto, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, my parents came here, man, they immigrated here many, many years ago. Um, my grand, my, actually my uncle, who just passed away about a couple of months ago, uh, uh, I mean, last year, actually, uh, uh, he died at 103 years old, wow. That's when he was 103. Wow. But he was really responsible for my entire family being here in America now because he, uh, most people don't understand that. So the military, there's another division of the military called the uh, Merchant Marines. Mm -hmm. And the Merchant Marines are responsible for supply, the supply chain, you know, uh, 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 moving supplies on the, in the, on the seas from different, to different parts of the world, you know. And uh, my uncle was a Merchant Marine during the Korean War. Wow. And, uh, and so he, responsibility. yeah, so he, in Honduras, you know, the United Honduras was an ally of the United States. Right. And they got merchant, marine, they, they um, uh, adapted uh, merchant Marines from there uh, to, um, to be able to be part of the U.S. military. And so after the war, uh, they granted, you know, those that fought in the war from uh, different parts of the Americas, uh, American citizenship. So my, my uncle became an American citizen because of the price that he paid by fighting in the Korean War. And so he brought his brothers here, you know, about five of his brothers he brought here to the United States, including my father. And um, my father came here. He was here for about six years, um, got his papers together and got my mother and my three older siblings, which were born in Honduras, 
uh, got their papers together. It took him six years, and then he brought them here, you know. And um, that's how we, um, and then the last four of us, the seven of us, were born here in the United States, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. that, that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm really, you know, really inspired to, uh, to do what I do because, you know, I consider it to be a blessing, you know, that, you know, I, I, I had like one foot in Honduras and one foot here. And God said, I'm going to put both feet over here for you in America. You know what right. I mean? And, uh, you know, uh, the opportunities that you have in this country, you know, you don't necessarily, you know, get them in all, everywhere that you, you know, in different parts of this world. So that is one of the inspirations for me. And my great, my, my, my grandfather on my mother's side was a, was, was a businessman in Honduras and his, he taught his sons and his daughters to also be business people because just like here in the United States during, you know, uh, right, you know, right uh, 35 years after slavery, you know, um, you know, we were entrepreneurs, you know, we, yep. uh, we, it, there was segregation, but we built our own businesses. We supported one each other in our own communities. And it was the same thing in Honduras. My grandfather, uh, my grandfather had his, uh, one of the most prominent stores, grocery stores in that village, you know, and my uncles, you know, they, uh, they traded, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, meat. They they, they 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 were farmers, so they sold meat to different parts of the Americas too. You know, so so that that you know you know, it, but we had to sell to each other in that, in, yeah. that, in that community, just like we had to do here. Uh, you know, during during those times, you know, so uh, you know, free enterprise has always been a part of my DNA. You know, and uh, that's why I'm so fascinated about it. But that's where that's where my family um, you know came from. You know. Uh, from those parts of the world. That's why I had the name I have. So that kind of gives you a little bit of context. I appreciate to, that. that uh, that's where, very valuable where, to understand. Yeah. So, yeah, how, so how, does, how does that lead to you launching your own enterprise, your own business, and having these capital conversations? How does all that come about? So I started um, uh, when I, uh, I was one of those that was always, I was always a little different in terms of my perspective and my views, you know, uh, and um, I think that that background for me was one of the things that uh, helped me to um, to see things a little differently. So I'm one of those that bypassed college. You know, I I was uh, introduced to a book by my oldest sister called Secret of the Ages, and and, and this book inspired me because uh, uh, I used to tell her that I was going to be successful one day. You know, here, right. here I am going to school uh, uh, part-time, I, I mean, going to school and working two part-time jobs uh, in my senior year. I had my own place because I couldn't afford to, I couldn't stay with my parents and my, because uh, my three sisters were not older. They're living in the, in, 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 in the apartment with my mom and my dad and there's not enough room for me. So at 17, I had my own place now, you know, and I'm working two part-time jobs and I'm going to school, you know? And so I, you know, to me, I wanted to, it, there had to be a better way, there had to be a better life, you know what I mean? And, I would, um, and one day I was telling my sister, my older sister, I said, look, I'm going to really be successful one day. You know, this is not going to be, you know, my life. And, and she uh, introduced me to a book called Secret of the Ages by Robert Collier. And that book changed my life, you know? I mean, yeah. and really, I think there's a lot of people that have stories about how this, just a book, one book can change your life, you know? And by uh, reading that book, prior to that, I read non-fictional uh, books, you know? Right. That was the first non-fiction book outside of the Bible that I ever read at the age of 17, you know? Uh, 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 you know, I read non-fiction. I used to read those uh, Robin Ludlum books, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, More Supremacy and, and, right. and, and more that. And, and, you know, the interesting thing about reading is that 
those books, you watch the movies, you know, the, the, the main character, uh, Jason, is all over the world. You know what I mean? He goes mm -hmm. all over the world, you know? And so through those books, through the Robin Lullaby books, I used to, like, you know, be able to visualize and imagine all the different parts of the world. You know what I mean? Yep, <laughs> so, I know exactly what but, you mean. Uh, even, even though I was in the South Bronx, I could see, you know, the, 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 they depict all the parts of the, 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 the uh, different parts of the world. They kind of illustrate them and they, 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 they give you these picture images in your mind about what it looks like. Uh, so even though I was in the South Bronx, I could travel to different parts of the world through these books, you know. But the first nonfiction book that I read was Secret of the Ages at the age of 17, you know. And I would read this book while I was on the subway, you know, going to work, you know. And uh, I mean, it changed my life, you know. Uh, you know, and, and uh, what happened was that one day I'm telling a cousin of mine that lived in Queens where I had my place at. I said, man, you need to read this book. You know, it's going to change your life because it changed mine. You know, it's going right. to really help because you're always talking about positive things. He said, man, let me show you something. He flipped to the back of the book. And on the back of the book, there's a story about S.B. Fuller. Now, S.B. Fuller was one of the first richest black men in America. Uh, you know, Madam C.J. Walker was the first black woman, but he was one of the first black men, you know. Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, and he says, this, this Mr. Fuller is my mentor's mentor. That's Joe Dudley was who. S.B. Fuller mentored Joe Dudley. He mentored George Johnson of Johnson Products, the Ultra Sheen products were back in the right. day, doing the Soul Train and all that, the yes. sponsor. You know, uh, he mentored Johnny Johnson of Ebony Jet Magazine and many others, you wow. know? And so uh, uh, I said, man, if any company uses this book as a means to inspire their people, I want to be a part of that company, you know? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so I got a chance to work with the company, which was Dudley Products at the time. I, I and uh, uh, and after ten years, after being mentored and, and and being learning the game of sales and you know learning how to you know deal with people and you know because you have to go door to door. See, I went door to door for you know knocking door to door. Then I went from salon to salon. That's why I got. That's why I built my my sales chops at. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to really learn how to deal with people. We were taught that. You know, and so I, after that, I decided to start my first company at the age of twenty eight, twenty nine years old. You know. And that's why I started. But but I I, I decided that I wanted to uh, um, um, I bypass college because the opportunity to learn under someone like uh, Joe Dutton to me was a, a great experience. I I didn't think that I could ever have that. You know, the, the, the chances of a guy, a kid coming up in you know Brooklyn, New York, born in Brooklyn, New York, and raised in the South Bronx to be in front of somebody like that. And at my age, you know, and doing what they were doing at the time, mm -hmm. I, I just felt as though this was a light, once in a lifetime opportunity. And you know what, DJ, I don't regret it. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, because the, the journey that I have traveled in my life, you know, meeting all the people that I have met, done all the things that I've done, um, you know, developed the relationships and the context that I have over the years because of that one decision. You know, and I'm not advocating that for those that want to go to college, not go to college. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, you know, what I will tell you now, you better just go online and don't pay all that money and get yourself in debt. <laughs> I will say that. But, right. <laughs> but, you know, but uh, so I'm not advocating that. But what I will say is that, you know, in thinking of Richard talks about education. And one of the things that he says is that the word educo comes from, it's a Greek word that means uh, uh, to um, uh, what comes from within. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and 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 so you know, education. You know, people get confused, I think, and misconstrued the word education. You know, education 
is not uh, is is you you can. So let me put it like this: you can educate yourself. You know, uh, yep. you know, you know, it, you're, you're, what you learn in school. Uh, my mentor used to talk about the fact that that's training, right. right? Because you're trained to think a certain way, and what you do is you exercise your memory, right? Right. So I give you a set of books, and I say to you, I need you to memorize everything in these books because then I'm going to test you on the books. Right. And based on your memory and the uh, the depth and 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 uh, uh, strength of your memory, you will be graded based on how well you memorize what you were taught, what what you had to learn from the books. You see what I mean? And the problem you know? with that is who's choosing the books that you have to learn a, a, from? A, a, exactly. And what are those books containing in there? Exactly. Right. So. So, yes, you you know, you go to school, you're given a set of books each year for four years and you have to memorize those books based on how well you memorize you get your degree and you graduate right but the real education you know is after that right right you know what i mean you know the, the education of life the education of you know uh uh learning how to you know deal with people how to manage your life and how to manage things you know, you know uh uh because you manage things but you leave people you know and that's the, the 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 difference in um in 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 that you know so anyway but that was what where you know where i you know got uh, uh my training and from there i you know started different businesses and 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 um uh, it's led to this point now where i decided that i really thought that one of the things that you know we really needed to focus more on is one of the greatest values that we have and one of the greatest you know freedoms we have uh and that is free enterprise you know i mean uh i think that uh you know when you think about you know capitalism you know capitalism uh it basically it's a system designed you know for those that have an imagination to be able to take that idea, you know, and create the idea, and then there's a system for you to be able to trade, you know, uh, uh, and be able to uh, uh, help society with whatever the idea is that you've come up with, and based on the uh, value of what the idea that you created, the system compensates you. you I, know agree. What I, mean? I agree. I you agree. Know? So, so hold on, you we know? might have stumbled across something here. So you're saying you're giving us the definition of free enterprise and capitalism, but I'm going to push back just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Why is sometimes is there a negative view on capitalism or free enterprise? Where does that part come from? Well, I think it comes from, you know, I think it comes from the fact that, um, again, you know, that we are all, uh, uh, what I would say, we're products of our environment, right? You know, mm-hmm. whatever you come up, you know, however you come up, you know, um, uh, that that affects, you know, how you view things, how you perceive things, you know what I mean? Um, and so when, you know, if you go from, you know, the, the, from the time that you're a child and, and, uh, and nobody's talking to you about the fact 
that, you know, you are God's creation mm. and that, you know, we're told that uh, God created this universe. Right. And then we're also told that we are a child of God, right? Mm -hmm. Now, based on that principle alone, you know, if you are a child of God, then it's not what is in God in you. Right. I mean, I have a eight-year-old daughter. Seven-year-old daughter is about to be eight years old. You know, uh, my wife and I, we talk about our daughter, and I, and I always say to my wife, you know, sweetheart, one of the things that's, fact, that's true, we have to trust that our daughter is going to be okay because what's in her, what's in us is in her. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. So if I am a child of God and God is a creator and I am his son, mm -hmm. and then those of us that may, you know, believe in, the, in, 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 in Christ's teachings and Christ says, and I'm not getting religious here, I'm just talking about principles, right? Right. Uh, because sometimes people will mistake principles with, you know, religion. And that has, the two are separate. And, you know, they may, they may come together, but that doesn't mean that they're not separate, you know? Right. Uh, and Christ says, if you believe in my Father as I do, ye shall do greater things than I. Right. So if he says it and you say you believe in him, then why, why is it that you can accept everything else he says, but you can't accept that fact? You're right. right? So, so when he says, right. uh -huh. when he says, do something, you'll do something greater than, than me. Let's go with that. So currently there's this argument that we shouldn't be working towards free enterprise. We shouldn't be working towards uh, capital, but how else are we supposed to expand uh, our world? And what I really loved is earlier you talked about how free enterprise is about solving with these ideas, solving society problems, and then being compensated by the system to to uh, say, "Hey, job well done, you solved solved an issue." But if yes. we don't have the free enterprise and the capitalism uh, mindset, how else would we solve these problems? Right. See, capitalism is the only ism that allows you to use the greatest gift that we just talked about that God gave us, which is the gift of imagination, to create. You see what I'm saying, right? Yes. The greatest gift. Capitalism is the only ism that allows you to do that. It is the only ism that allows you and I, regardless of what's going on around the world today, regardless of what's going on in our country today, regardless of what's going on in your city right now, nothing stops you from waking up at 3 a.m. with an idea. Right. Today. Right. This morning, the, 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 tomorrow morning at 3 a.m., you wake up with an idea. You can get up because of free enterprise. You can get on the internet and you can uh, look for that name in, on irs.gov. And if you don't find that name, you can incorporate that name right then and there at 3.05 a.m. At 310, you can go ahead and go to the Secretary of State for your city or your, or your state, and you can incorporate that name online, that company. Right. 
seven days later, if you like, or you not even seven days. Well, seven days in North Carolina, when you get your 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 uh, incorporation papers, which no longer do you have to drive to Raleigh to do it, you get it online via email. You can with that same email, you can uh, um, uh, now open you an online bank account. A you business bank all, account. You don't even have to leave your house now. Right. And now you have started your own business. And then there are resources, infinite resources for you to, you know, to, to expand your business. Just like that. Where, what other ism under can you, in this world, can you do that? You, you raise a good point. When I, you when know? I hear you mention that, I picture not only, you know, starting a business, but you essentially have just built an empire in a matter of, of, of days, you now push, you know, put yourself in a position uh, with an, uh, with an empire to then attract the necessary capital, the necessary revenue to now live the life of your dreams. But many people don't and, know about that part. They, right. They're not and, starting and, the businesses. And, Go ahead. Right. And there's always, there's always capital out there for a good idea. Right. I don't care. So because the, the other thing is, you know, people think as far as the problem with a lot of people when they start their business, they think of, about capital as only cash. Mm -hmm. Right. But that capital is not just cash. Capital is, you know, your your ability to uh, to network, your ability to, to to find the people you're looking for that you need to help you get where you want to go. That becomes capital. You know, um, uh, the idea itself. You know, uh, uh, so it's not just relegated to cash. The cash comes after all those other things are put together, right? You know what I mean? The, the cash is drawn once all the, the the pieces of it are all put together. You know, and um, and uh, this, the thing about it is, is if you want, if you need money, you're looking for money for any idea. Once you got that piece together, now you got to shop it around. You know, and 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 and, you, and whether you're African American or not, it doesn't really. You know, yes, it, it's there's no question that that that, that uh, it's harder for us to get capital. Okay, that you know we can we can say that, but you still can't let that be the deterrent for you stopping from trying to do what it is you're trying to do. Listen, you know, uh, uh, we have we have to be creative in ways to find capital. You know, or or, or, or you know if. Uh, if uh, you need $10,000, well, if you can't get $10,000 from the bank because they won't give it to you because you got a credit score or whatever, then, you know, find you 10 people that will believe in you and give you $1,000 a piece. Does it matter how you get the 10000 Right. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, that's, but again, that's capitalism. That in itself, okay, being free to find a way to get anything that you want to achieve that dream of your business that's part of cap. That's capitalism. We live in a capitalistic society, you know, and uh, and and uh, where free enterprise is one of the greatest again, uh, 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 you know, freedoms we have. I believe that the two are free speech and free enterprise, you know, mm. uh, and if those are two that I think that we have to make sure that we safeguard, you know, because free enterprise is the only is it's, it's one of the you know it's a true pathway to freedom. You know, whatever cause it is that you're fighting or whatever it is that we want to do, you still have to have somebody that's got some capital to help finance it. 
you know? So, you know, uh, we live in a capitalistic society. We have to begin to think in terms, and, and it, that goes for everybody. This country make, gets better when I think more people think in terms of that, you know, it, it, of creating, you know, the more creative, what has made us a, a, the great country that we are is to continue to create, you know? We have to continue to create, you know? Uh, um, that, I think, is what makes the difference, uh, DJ, you know? You know, that's, that's, the, that's what I think is the difference. That's the equalizer. So you take this passion that you have and around capital and free enterprise, and you began having capital conversations. Yes. Uh, tell me more about that. How did that start, and what was the mission and vision of these conversations? Because I think that one of the things is, and, and interestingly enough, I think that when, when you really think about the, uh, the internet, and I started, you know, I haven't been in business for a while, haven't, you know, really interacted with really successful individuals, you know, blessed to have been able to do that in my, in my life. One of the things that I, 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 you know, wasn't, I'm not a big social, wasn't a big social media person, but when I, what I did see, I saw a lot of people that wanted to start their own business, were starting their own businesses. And I saw a lot of people that were giving advice to people. And, you know, first of all, you're just getting started. Second of all, you know, my thing was people were saying, not, not necessarily, people were paying attention to people that were living a certain kind or looked a certain kind of way online and on social media. Right. And when in reality, you know, if you really want to learn how to succeed in business, you know, uh, which means you want to be a leader. Mm -hmm. So uh, even thinking Grow Rich, the book will tell you, you know, in order to be a great leader, you have to be a great follower. You see, you don't always have to be the first one to, to cut all the trees down in the forest to start to create a path when there's a path that's already been created. Right. That's a lot of, that's a use of a lot of energy that didn't need to be used that way. Right. One of the things that, that has always, that was always fascinating to me is that I would go and speak at a, uh, at a, uh, at a university or, or, uh, or you know, even an a, a, a African-American group of students, and I would ask them about people, do you know who S.B. Fuller was? Do you know who Johnny Johnson of Ebony Jet, who for nearly 20 years was on the Black Enterprise 100 at the top, right? You know, do you, do you know who um, uh, uh, Reginald Lewis was? Do you know? And, and most of them would know none of them. Hmm. But See? yeah, but then they so, wouldn't. But who would they know? Right. And so this is the thing: if you don't know any of these people in your own community, and you don't know any people, uh, uh, you don't know the, the, the stories of. And I'm not just telling that you can't just know the stories of of uh, of uh, uh, Steve Jobs and exactly. The, this there's so many more individuals. Great story, but there's right. so many other individuals that you could study. You know. And if you're African-American, like all the ones I just mentioned, but most people don't know who they are. And those are the foundation of those of us that are entrepreneurs now. You know, you, you know, they, they, they paved the way. These, these individuals paved the way to what we're doing now. You understand what I'm saying? You know, uh, Earl Gray's of Black Enterprise and, all these people, Herman Russell of uh, in Atlanta, you know, there's so many of them that we could talk about that really did some amazing, amazing things during the during that time. 
and most people don't know even know who they are or you know we don't lift them up and so your you felt that your calling was let's lift up these people who have paved the way and let's have these conversations with them so how did you go about finding uh, these people to be able to contact them to have these conversations? Well, I, 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 all my life, I've really been dealing with individuals, you know, successful individuals, you know, and, 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 and uh, putting on events or uh, uh, putting myself in a position to be able to, you know, to uh, find some commonalities, you know. And so, um, uh, for example, in uh, November last year, we started, we launched this tour with Dr. Michael B. Roberts of uh, uh, the, the CEO and chairman of the Roberts companies out of St. Louis, who him and his brother built a billion dollar company, you know? And uh, one of the greatest, one of the nicest people that you will ever meet, you know? And, um, you know, and he's one of the people that I've noticed that I learned, you know, was so willing to share with so many people at any time. And one of the things, but I, but I said to him, I said, man, you know, more people need to see you they need to hear from you and they need to know who you you know who you really you know a lot of you know who he is but i wanted them to be up close and personal uh learning from him what does it really take to make it because you know he's been in business over you know 50 40 years 50 years you know and that's the key right you know uh how do you stay in business that long through all the trials and tribulations that you go through and still be successful. Uh, and so in March, we had our first tour stop. We were on our way for a 27-city tour, but we had to now put it on hold because of the, uh, the the pandemic that took place a week after we had already started, right? You know, and uh, on that same, in, in that same event, we had uh, uh, Charlie Scott, who is the first uh, African-American, you know, uh, uh, person and male to be 51% owner of a telehealth company. Most people mm. don't know that, right? Mm. You know, CareClix, you know, he right. was there. He was there at, uh, as one of the people that were represented. Then we have Michael and Ramona Woods of uh, Ashton Hair Care Pops, which were featured on The Profit. And they I were, saw the episode. I yeah, saw the episode yeah. a, couple, uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. a great story, and mm-hmm. um, and, and and all these people are great friends of mine, and I, I I cherish them and I respect them tremendously. And I what I wanted to do was I wanted to make sure that we did this thing where we could, because all when I was coming up in business, you know, you go to a conference for three or four days, you know, and you have to pay the fee to get in the conference. You have to travel. You got lodging. You got all that. And, you know, most of the time you go into a conference because there's this one person that you really want to see that's really successful and they're the keynote speaker, right? You know, but it becomes a bittersweet moment because most of the time those people are there, they speak for 40 minutes and then what happens after that? After they speak? Yeah. Um, they're gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you get up there and they say something really you know what's, great. You know what's funny is that I ask that question to everybody. Everybody has the same answer, right? So what I wanted to do, I said, you know, what if we could get on this tour, mm-hmm. 81 multimillionaires, Woo! three multimillionaires plus Dr. Roberts at every stop for the 27 cities. Oh, I like know? that. And, 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 you know, and you could, and all of these individuals are what you would call uh, keynote speaker quality people for at any conference, any part of the world. Yeah. But you have them all in one room for one day, not three, four days, one day a limited number of people 
and we really begin to understand what it really takes to succeed. And so we started that process and we did the, the first event in March, you know, and it was a hit. It was, it was you know, well-received. Uh, you know, we talked about capitalism and understand, because the one of the things that was interesting was, and it's still, and it's interesting, is that a lot of people are entrepreneurs and they don't understand that they're capitalists. Mm, t tell me more, break that down. You know, so, you know, they, they so you, of course, when you're starting, you're thinking about your, your business, you come and you create the idea and everything. But for some reason, people think that they're just in their world, in their own little business, and that's it. You, when you become, when you become a business owner, you now become part of a, of a system, the capitalistic system. And you got to know how you fit within that framework as a business person. You know, there are a lot of benefits and perks with, which come with that. You know, uh, you know, uh, in, whether it's in taxes, whether it's in networking, whether it's in you part of a club now, you part of a system. You know what I mean? And, but you have to understand that in order to be able to take advantage of it and be able to also use it, you know, uh, uh, to your advantage. And also understand that you are part of a, an organism, you know, of, uh, 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 that, that can help you, you know, right. and that plays a significant role in society, you know. When you think about a ghetto, you look at some of these of our communities and you've drove, driven through them or you've walked through them and you see there's no life. Mm -hmm. you, you, know, you know, you go downtown and it's sprawling and it's life and it's energy. You go to one of those communities and there's what? No energy. There's right. no life. Why? Because there's no business. Mm. Business creates energy. Business creates energy, man. Business is what gives life to a community. You see? And how do you know that? Because when you see, when they do go, when, 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 when the, those that go in and then invest in our community and begin to make all the necessary changes, you can't believe that's the same community that used to be what it was. Right. Let me ask you this, because something recently came up. I was having a conversation on Twitter and I said, you know, I had seen somebody talking about how, you know, they became a, a millionaire and they were just talking about themselves and uh, their company. And I mean, that was great. But I was saying to myself, man, it's so much more impactful to create a system or create a environment or a network where you're raising up multi-millionaires you have mo you have you have like you said you have a room full of multi-millionaires it's one thing to be off in the corner and saying hey i made it and it's another thing to be creating this space to highlight all the different people who have made it absolutely so some of the feedback was well the real value is not necessarily making other people multi-millionaires that which was my stance other people were saying well you know the real thing is reinvesting back in your community and reinvesting back in society so then my response back to that is well in order for those people to be multi-millionaires and it just is it, my opinion that that's how they got to be multi-millionaires they saw the root problem within their community or within their society and they were giving back in order to have a thriving business, now I know that not all businesses will fit into this, but most 
thriving businesses are solving a root problem that is impacting society. Would you agree with that? Where do you stand on the, the course of that conversation? I agree with that because see, this is the thing, right? And I, I agree with you on that because this is the thing. Um, the capitalism and you, and, and I'll kind of go back a little bit, it sure. ties it in about, you know, why there's this thing where some people, you know, have this negative uh, perception about capitalism. Right. So I always use this analogy, you know, when someone goes to medical school and they graduate from medical school and they now have passed all the, the things, the, 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 the tests and all the, you know, they now are, you know, ready to, they graduated and now they take this oath to become a doctor, right? And part of that oath is, you know, um, that you will do everything that you can to save human lives, you know? Right. That's part of your oath, right? So everybody that graduates from medical school takes that oath in order to now become a practicing physician. You know what I mean? You right. know? Okay. But if you and I were to Google right now, you know, uh, physicians that broke that oath, you know, we could find a list of them. Mm -hmm. Right. Does that change the oath? Right. No. Right. The oath is still the same. It, it, it's a, it's a written, uh, you know, a uh, uh, pledge that every doctor makes to save human lives. Right you know, that's understood, right? Well, it's the same thing with capitalism. If you look up the definition of capitalism, it is what it is, right? You look at the, the definition of free enterprise, that's the definition. Now, are some of the participants, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, they live up to the what they should be? No. You know, some, you know, bad people go into anything and they take themselves with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? So right. capitalism is not bad in itself. Free enterprise is not bad in itself. It may be some individuals that do some things that are not necessarily conducive to good capitalism, to stakeholder capitalism, right? You know, where, you know, uh, uh, you know, you, you, the capitalist, the business person understands that they are part of the society as well. And that business can serve as a means to help lift up society and lift up that community. You know what I mean? You know, so there are some that understand that and, and actually go, you know, as things are, you know, are, are changing and, and people are making capitalism better, you know, because it's people that have to make it better. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, there's a lot more talk about that, about stakeholder capitalism, you know, uh, being conscious of, you know, the community and not just the business, but that the, the role that the business plays in the community. You know what I mean? Right. I recently went, you know, a few, a few years ago, three years ago, something like that, I went up to Hershey, Pennsylvania, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's named Hershey, Pennsylvania because of Milton Hershey who built the, 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 the chocolate company, right? You know, but you know, he built, when he built the company, he, the, 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 the building, he built, a, he built an entire community. He built homes for the people to, to, the, that were working there to live, you know, to, to buy homes. Uh, you know, uh, hospital, all kinds of things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, and so when we really think about, you know, uh, you know, capitalism, you know, I don't want to give up what capitalism is. I don't want to sacrifice that. I don't want to give up free enterprise. I think we can continue to make it better, but, but it is still the thing that helps us to be able to do what you're talking about, right? which is to make a better community, to make a better society, to make a, make a better country, is by creating more, building more, and, and, uh, and, and, and educating people about it as well. That's one of the things that we, we, we haven't done so well. That's why we have this 
thing where people think that some have more than others because it's not explained from K to through 12. Mm -hmm. You're not taught anything about the, the basis, the base foundation of this country, which is free enterprise. You're right. not taught anything about that. You're not taught about the fact that somebody sold those chairs and those tables where you're sitting at to the school. You're not taught about the fact that somebody sold all those blackboards that you're writing on. You're not taught about the fact that the chalk that you have in your hand when you go to the board, somebody sold it to that school. You see what I mean? You're not taught about to the fact that if somebody sold every brick that's on that school for that building to stand, somebody sold it to the school. Right. You see, so, so we're not teaching where everything comes from that you have. We just you think it just saying? popped up out of nowhere. It just popped out of nowhere. Somebody I, sold those books that you, you know, you get to take home, you know? So we, you know, and so, so, so the, so the, the, the children, don't understand the opportunities, right? Because, mm -hmm. but because again, you know, uh, you're trained uh, to think. You know, see, this is what we have to understand. And 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 I'm, I'm just, you know, not gonna get into it deep. But the concept of the university was created to create workers. Yep. For free enterprise. Free enterprise for businesses for those, for the leaders in business in, 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 because they needed workers. So the concept was K through 12 and then put them in universities so that they can train them for particular things that society needs and for us to pay them to do it. Right. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, and not to say that you don't need people like that. Yes, we do. Right. But the thing that we have to understand is that, you know, things are changing. Society is changing. Needs are changing. Right. You know, so, you know, you have to be, you know, you got to constantly educate yourself about, about what's going on and how do you as an individual fit in this capitalist society, because that's what you are in. And I think something to add, I, I actually really want to hear your perspective on this. If we see somebody who's a multimillionaire, or if we go to your event and there's eight multimillionaires, 10 multimillionaires, and all these great um, black people who have achieved these great things, and we look at all of them and we say it out loud, I don't want nothing to do with them. They're, you know, abusing the system. How dare they do this? How dare they do that? Well, now you've taken that energy that you could have walked in and actually received the blessings. And now you're pushing the energy away from you. Right. And, and now you, instead of you being a step yeah. closer to your dreams and the things that you wanted to accomplish, you've pushed it all away. And now you're going the opposite way. You're repelling wealth. And so we got to be very careful, in my opinion, I want to hear yours too, but you, we got to be very careful of what we repel. And it's, it's not necessarily people who, who have money that's the issue. It's uh, the people who have decided to abuse the system that are the issue who happen to have money. And I think that's where we have yeah, to be yeah, yeah, Again, like I said, you have to be able to make that, that you're right. You're absolutely right. You have to make sure that you distinguish between the two, you know? Yeah. Uh, listen, the endowments of universities, it's capitalists that, 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 that create them. Yeah. You know what I mean? The scholarships, most of the, the you know, the, a lot of these foundations that are out here giving are from people that have built enterprises. You know what I mean? You know, um, 
and, and then the other thing is, you know, um, you have to be careful because, you know, you can't uh, um, get up early in the morning at six o'clock to make it to the job by, by eight, you know, and then when you get off at five, you know, uh, you're, you're tearing down capitalists, but you <laughs> just left you... the job, you just left the yeah. job of a capitalist. Right. That's capitalist how you're surviving. You just you just left the job that a capitalist gave you that that because of the fact that that person who was the founder sacrificed took the risk you know you know it doesn't change whether you have a business that's a hundred thousand dollars a year or a business a hundred million dollars a year or a billion dollars a year each one of those business leaders a hundred thousand a hundred million or a, or a billion wakes up every morning trying to figure out how they they, they stay alive in business right. Because business is not prejudiced. You know what I'm saying? If, you don't, if you're not thinking about what you're doing, you're going out. Have we not seen that? Mm-hmm. Have we not seen Kmart go out of business? Torvalds go out of business? How many companies can you count that you see that you've seen go out of business? Multi-billion dollar companies. Companies you would have never thought. You would have never thought. So business, business is, an, is, a, is an organism that requires uh you know people to pay attention and so you can't knock all capitalists and say that they're all bad because those that have jobs at in corporate in, in, in corporate america you have jobs because this this there was a founder there was somebody that made sacrifices to build that company right. and i mean they gave up a lot to build it right you know uh now you know, and now, like we said, are there some that do some things that are, you know, nefarious and they shouldn't do? Sure, we know that, right? And that, and that's not to say you shouldn't call out people that do things like that. But we shouldn't, from my perspective, in my mm-hmm. humble opinion, we should not, you know, knock everybody. Because, look, if you start a business, you know how hard it is. You know how difficult it is to build something. You know what I mean? So you got to, you know, you have to empathize with what did other people that build these companies have to go through to right. build their companies, you right. know? Uh, um, and so I, I just say that, you know, um, can you, and look, I know some people will say, well, they will look for all the things that are bad about it, in spite of the fact that we're talking about this, you know? But at the end of the day, you know, um, you got to ask yourself the question, you know, if every person that wakes up every morning, and I don't care what size company they have, decided they're going to shut down all those companies and all, all what would all the employees do right i mean let's take a look at what's already happened in the pandemic right during this pandemic right you know uh how many companies have uh, had to close down you know every day if you watch cnbc like i do you know that there's many companies right now that are closed that are dying you know what i'm saying because of the fact that uh, these circumstances have come and, uh, you know, all that they tried to do, they weren't able to make it. You know, even African-American business, 60% of African-American business have closed now. Mm. You know, uh, so, you know, um, um, you know, so it's tough. Business is, a, is, is tough, you know. I've had my successes and I've had my failures. Business is tough, you know what I mean? It's not something that's for, uh, for the meek, but I think that we need to respect it those that are, that do it more, you know, we need to, you know, regardless of what size business they have, we need to be more respectful and understand what it really takes, you know, to build something, you know, and, and that that's the reason why, you know, we are, 
you know, and are able to do the things that we're able to do now, you know? So and we, I know that... <clears throat> no, so go ahead. We talked about the, you know, the naysayers of capitalism. And if we have a little bit more time, do we have time? Yes. Okay. It, just just to, to kind of tell the other side of this, so how does somebody get into the flow? I mean, you did talk about earlier, uh, you know, right now you can launch your own business. You, you gave us those, those tidbits. But how do we get into the flow of capitalism? What have you learned by having these conversations? What are some of the ways to get into the flow of this system and this organism that you said? So we have free speech. We have free enterprise. But one of the things that I think that that's important that's not part of the Constitution, but it's important, is free thinking. Okay. You see what I'm saying? You know, uh, free thinking, right? You know, you know, you know, don't, you know, allow yourself to think freely. Mm-hmm. Now, my mentor used to say, I'm not talking about exercising your memory. You know, exercise your memory is dealing with everything that you've seen and everything that you're perceiving, you know, based on what you, uh, uh, what's been, you, you know, what you've been influenced by. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about free thinking, right? You know, allow yourself to really, you know, look, try to see things from a different perspective, you know? Uh, think about, you know, uh, uh, you know, where you are and, and, and don't try not to look at everything the way you see in it with your naked eye, because you don't see anything with your naked eye. You see with your mind. We all see with our minds. We don't see with our eyes, you know? And so when you see something, you're seeing it based on a perception. The perception was created by your environment. Right. And, and what you were told all along, you know? These are bad people. You know, uh, uh, um, you know we, we, we deserve to have this. We should have that, you know, we are entitled to this and all these things that you, you know, you, you know, but free thinking, think about, and, and all of us can help society improve in those different areas. I'm not saying that we can't, we should, you know, that's our responsibility as creators is to make society better. You know what I mean? And people, God sends people for different roles to do different things to help society be one and be whole, you know, but uh, um, but when it comes to, you know, you know, just look at other countries, you know, you want to know what socialism is about? Look, study other companies that have practiced socialism mm-hmm. and how they're doing. You want to, you know, look at other countries that have practiced all the other isms, you know, I'm not saying that, they, that this, that this country is perfect. I don't think any of us can say that, but if as a business person, there is no other place that I would rather be to, 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 to do business, to, you know, you know, to engage in business, you know, to, to start a business, you know what I mean? You know, you know, because in other parts of the world, you're only able to do that if you're privileged or Mm -hmm. you're well connected to privilege. Right. You know what I mean? You know, uh, here doesn't have anything to do with your privilege. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look at you and I. We're both business people. We both come from nothing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You know? Mm-hmm. And yet we are using our minds and technology to have a discussion about wealth and free enterprise and capitalism. And we exercise that freedom to do that every day. You can't do that everywhere else. Very you know? true. Very true. You know? 
I mean, uh, you know, it's just not something that's possible. You and I can get together and say, hey, you know what, DJ, man, I got an idea. Let's go in it together and let's make this thing happen. We can do that. You can't do that in other parts of the country. In other parts of the country, the government has to be involved in your idea. Right. And they have to mm. give you permission, you know, to pursue it. And then you got to give them a percentage of your profits. Mm. And then, you know, you have to, you know, uh, uh, you know, if you're not part of that elite group uh, of people, you don't get to expand and grow as you, you know, as you, as you want to. But again, I'm not saying that they're not things that we can do better here. And I'm not saying that, you know, the capitalism is perfect by no means. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, but I do believe that it's up to us, you and I and others and other individuals to help continue to make it better, you know, to talk about how it can be better, you know, but the core, the foundation of it, the, to trade, to be able to create an idea to be able to, you know, to, to um, expand on that idea, to be able to launch that idea, to be able to, you know, uh, freedom to raise the capital however you want, you mm. know, to, 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 you know, to apply it to that idea. I mean, I don't want to give that up. You know what right. I'm saying? You know, uh, you know, do we have challenges? Do we have some tough times and all of that? Yes. But, you know, that can help us. That's the one thing that has come out of all of it, all, all the problems and all the problems, challenges that we have. That's the one thing that can, you know what I mean? You know, sure. and, 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 and so that, that to me is uh, really important, you know, and, and, and I know people say some people, and I'll make this one point just to make a quick comparison, you know, uh, um, uh, there are people that, you know, say, well, you know, competition, you know, it shouldn't be like that. Everybody should have the same thing. Well, you know, I always say this, you know, people feel like that until it's time to, for somebody to take what you have. Tell me more. You know, say what I'm saying, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, they, that's, that's the thing, you know, if you are in, 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 in high school mm -hmm. and you uh, are performing, uh, uh, you know, to become valedictorian, you know, you're not going, you're not, you don't want to be the best at valedictorian. Then you're going to say, Hey, you know what? I like you. I'm going to let you be valedictorian. Right. No, you competed for that. You worked hard for that to be the best in that class right so you have earned that definitely you deserve that you don't you're not gonna say hey you know what no i want everybody to be a valedictorian you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> right no i definitely understand <laughs> oh, uh, emilio how can people check out the work you're doing uh where can they go how can they connect with you what's the best pathway to continue this capital conversations, so you know we uh, uh, you can uh, uh, look us up at uh, uh, capitalistconversations.com. Uh, you know you can see what we're what we'll be doing and what we got coming up. You can go to um, uh, our Facebook page and look up the Capitalist Conversations Facebook page. And um, you know I uh, I will admit that uh, you know you can find me on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. You know, look for my name on LinkedIn, and uh, I will admit that I'm trying to do better with Twitter and Instagram with uh, Capitalist Conversations. Don't have too much on there, but we're working <laughs> on doing better with that. You know what I mean? No worries. Because <laughs> to be honest with you, I was, you know, it's interesting that now we're in a world where you really have to do so much more virtually, you know? Yes. Because my whole premise for even doing Capitalist Conversations was sort of like to go against that in terms of, you know, making sure that people had got access to these individuals and met them face to face and got mm -hmm. a chance to shake their hand and sit before them to learn. You know, that was my premise. And, you know, and I, 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 I believe we're going to be able to go back to that when, it, when times uh, 
are um, are uh, you know have changed and you know things get better with this pandemic. However, we will now begin to do some things virtually. But I wanted to take a couple of months to really you know really see what I what direction I wanted to go with you with full transparency because you know I thought that some people jumped jumped out there. Some had good content, some didn't. You know, I wanted to make sure that I was on the side of those that had good content and that we you know that we still presented something. Uh, with a value add to those that came to any event that we did virtually, you know. So I wanted to take a little time to really think it through and make sure that what we do is going to be first class, just like what we do when we do live, you know. So we have something coming up uh, in uh, the end of September, the October. We, we, we're going to be doing a really amazing, uh, amazing virtual event. I'll be sharing, and, and, and if you like, I'll let you know, DJ, so you can let your audience know, but it's going to be a pretty powerful thing, you know. Uh, uh, and then uh, we'll do one more before the end of the year, and then uh, hopefully by the first of the year we'll be able to um, uh, to start our tours and back up again. You know, uh, but there is one thing that I will I am going to be doing starting in September, so you can look out for that. I'm actually going to start having uh, a, a show, a Capitalist Conversations show, where we really going to start really talking about talking with these real capitalists you know, to give their perspective on this because we it's a conversation we need to have with those that are actually doing it. Mm -hmm. And those that have done it for you know periods of time, so that people can understand you know what what it is that it, that it's about, because it's a conversation that we need to to continue to have uh, with those that have actually done it, you know, so that people can you know understand you know why they do what they do and what's it like, you know, mm -hmm. what's yeah. it really like, you know what I mean, you know. So uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I'll let you know about it, DJ. You know, um, I, I definitely want you to be. A, one of my uh, uh, one of the people on my show because I, I love your perspective and I love what you're doing and how you have challenged yourself you know thank you uh, to be in business and and um, bring this type of information you know to others you know I was just going to make sure I showed up in the audience so I can listen to uh, your speakers but if I get a chance <laughs> to be up front that's fine too yeah, yeah I look forward to uh, being part of everything that you're doing I know how valuable uh, what you are doing uh, is to our community and our culture. So thank you for all the work that you're doing. And I look forward to collaborating and staying connected. Uh, Absolutely, man. This is, Absolutely. This is the only time, you know, in, in the future, please come back on yes. Black Equity and continue the conversation. Any final thoughts uh, for, for those that are listening? I know I'm going to go grab The Secret of the Ages. I know yeah. I'm going to be reading that tonight. Yeah. But other than that, what are some uh, final thoughts? So, you know, one of the things that I would uh, uh, say is, oh, and then and, and, and make sure to also uh, look up uh, Dr. Robert's book, Action Has No Season. Great book. He's got Which, two of them. What's it called? Action Has No Season. Action Has very, No Season. Yeah, yeah, very good reads, you know, uh, uh, those books. And okay. um, uh, uh, make sure that you, you know, you look for that, you know. Uh, I have, a, and also Mr. S.B. Fuller's book, and I have some of those copies, so if anybody wants to, I'm going to give you my number. You can put, you can put it on, it's fine. 980-867-9844, you know, or they can email me directly from the website and I'll make sure to, you know, to share that with them. And, and I'll, we can talk about that too, get you one of those books because that's a great, okay. great, it's a, it's a great business history book, you know, but um, uh, what I, what I, one thing I would say, you know, with everything that's happening and, um, and I know people are going through some difficult times and some challenging times and, you know, is uh, one thing I would encourage people to do is uh, if you're a business person and you're if you're an entrepreneur, you know, you know, to uh, again, you know, exercise 
you try to see things, you know, um, um, not just what, you know, what, what you see in front of you, but to dig deep, to, you know, that there's always a way. Mm. There is, where there's a will, there is a way. Trust yourself and trust the universe. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, you, 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 you believe in yourself and trust in the universe. Do everything you can, like, you know, you know, like uh, 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 push as hard as you can, but then trust that the universe, you know, God, the universal uh, uh, subconscious mind will bring you the answers and show you a way, a different way to still make, you know, to still get there. You know what I mean? You yep. know, these may be the challenges of this time, you know, but there've always been challenges of other kinds. Right. And if you in business, there will be more. This is not going to be the last challenge you're going to have in business. There'll be other challenges. You know what I mean? So, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, read a lot, read a lot of autobiographies. I, you know, autobiographies help you to live through the experiences of others that have succeeded in life. You know, and um, uh, uh, and, and 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 by by reading their stories and what they've gone through, and they still made it on the other side. You know, that helps you to believe in more in yourself and to have the confidence that you can if they can. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, that's the one thing I have is I have a lot of those autobiographies in my, you know, in my mind. And they, you know, they keep me excited. They keep me going because I know that if uh, they got through some really tough times, you know, I can too, you know. Uh, but um, those would be the last thoughts that I would, would leave with your sisters to, to read. Read autobiographies. You're a business person. Read the autobiographies of others that have made it, you know. Uh, and they would they, they they help you to 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 be able to get through things, you know. Emilio, thank you so much for coming on Black Equity. We look forward to staying connected. I look yeah. forward to reading all the book recommendations that you've given us today, and uh, we look forward to uh, speaking to you again in the future. All right, my friend. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, man. All right. Did you enjoy that conversation that we just had with our guest today about capitalism and the free market? If you enjoyed it, make sure you head over and leave us a review and also make sure you follow us on Instagram at Black Equity Network. And if you want to partner or collaborate with our guest today, send us a message at blackequitynetwork at gmail.com and let us know that you're interested in uh, partnering or collaborating. And if you are part of our Patreon community, uh, which you can find in our menu over at Instagram, if you're part of our Patreon community, we'll make a personal introduction and also give you a lot of uh, really nice goodies. You actually get access to conversations like this a week or two before everyone else. And you'll be able to uh, have those conversations about partnering and collaborating because those are limited spots. Not everybody is going to be able to partner and collaborate uh, with our guests. And so you want to be one of the first ones to have that opportunity. This was a tremendous conversation, and we look forward to having Emilio back on the program uh, to continue these conversations about free enterprise, 
the capital markets, and how to build a brand around having these elevated conversations. So thank you for uh, tuning in to another great episode of Black Equity Podcast, and we'll be talking to you again soon.